Everybody, happy Tuesday. Man, I'm doing two in a row um, on a content tear. Um, but I wanted to make a short video, so I don't think this one will be as long as uh, the last one was. Um, but this one's just a very tactical uh, video, just kind of an understanding of the business model that you have uh, within a local market. And so one of the questions that we get all the time is like, my market's different or this, I don't know if this will work in my market. So there's, there's probably two main points that I want to make and then kind of an example of how this um, applied with our gyms. So why your market shouldn't matter if your model is designed properly is the title of this and how my two best locations were in polar opposite markets. So why your market shouldn't matter if your model is designed properly is that the model should be able to adjust to a given market. And so what I mean by that is that my two best or you know the locations that made the most money were in polar opposite locations. So let me give you just numbers to back that. So my La Habra location was in my probably what you could argue my poorest market. And so the poorest market, and so this is in Southern California, median income was uh, 31,000. Uh, and in Southern California, that is not a lot. A lot of gang, gang activity in the area. Like it was, it's, I mean, it's considered a lower, a lower socioeconomic status area. On the flip side, uh, the best location I had was, uh, uh, the second best location I had that was in um, uh, Lake Forest, California. And so you have these two polar opposite uh, facilities, right? And the, the way and the reason that these work, well, and my Huntington Beach location was actually almost the same there too. And Huntington Beach probably sits closer to the Lake Forest in terms of demographics and income. That one median income was like 90. Uh, Body Forge, Lake Forest was 120, I think is the median income there. So you have 31,000, you got 120 on this side, and you got 90 in the middle. And then I think we had another one in um, that was like 60, 60 thousand median income. But the point is this, is that the reason that they were able to do so well is that we had a bifurcated model, which is a hybrid model. And so the reason that a flexible model can be flexible is that independent of the market that you are in, provided you are not super, super, super high ticket. And for me, what I would, I would define super, super, super high ticket as is, you know, if you're doing $2,000 a month, probably, yeah. I mean, if your minimum ticket is $1,000 a month, that's going to be very high ticket. And that would lend itself better to a, a truly very wealthy market, right? Now, that being said, the hybrid model that we espouse, which is what all the gyms that we uh, have and go into Gym Legacy end up adopting, is the hybrid model, which means that their first level of service is gonna be large group, um, which is between 150 and $225 a month, and then their second level of service is gonna be semi-private, which is one on four, and then the ticket price there is gonna be 500 to $700 a month. Now, why did this apply to the story that I was, or to the examples that I was giving earlier? My La Habra location had way more in the large group and way less in the small group. And broker markets tend to have more people. It's just denser. There are more poor people than there are middle income and wealthy people. And so when you are in a poor market, the advantage that you have is that your ads will go further. You will get more leads. They will be cheaper. That being said, the lifetime value of those customers may be slightly lower. And so you're going to have a larger large group. Right. You'll still have people who have who this is a high priority for. I can't tell you the amount of times I have people who had the HUD cap missing on their car and had like, you know, their doors a different color um, paying four hundred, five hundred dollars a month for semi private training because it was a priority for them. It mattered a lot to them. And those guys are the types of people who would work the extra shift at their job, would pick up Uber on the weekend so that they could do it because it was a priority for them. Right. So in La Habra, that was the way it broke down in Lake Forest is the totally opposite right? It's going to be major, majority semi-private training, 
clients. But we still obviously had people who were staying at the, the lesser price, right? And same thing on Huntington Beach. Mosey Nation, real quick, if you are a business owner that has a big old business and wants to get to a much bigger business, going to 50, $100 million plus, we would love to talk to you. And if you like that or would like to hear more about it, go to acquisition.com. You can apply anywhere on the page and talk to one of our team and see if we can help you get there. And so if you have a flexible model that is designed well, it can adapt to the market because you have more people who will ascend, but less of them or you have more people who will not ascend, but more of them. And then your ads will be responsive in the cheaper markets that should be more responsive because you're just gonna have more people per demographic. That's what, that's the nature of, um, I don't wanna use the term ghetto, but like, but poorer you know, socioeconomic status areas, right? You know, more people per capita, period. It is what it is. So your seven mile radius is gonna get you further, right? Whereas here, you just gotta squeeze more out of each person. And so your model has to be able to do that. If your model does not do that, then you have a less flexible model, which makes you not optimized, which means you are less likely to win in a competitive environment, which this is, right? And so um, your market should not matter for your model. It shouldn't. And so, uh, I mean, I could obviously lead on for anybody who is, who's, on, you know, who's, who's not actually in our world yet, um, you know, just look at the bazillion testimonials we have from super rich markets to super poor markets. But if the 100,000 testimonials doesn't do it for you, then hopefully this theoretical explanation should make sense to you. Um, like, no matter which you do, there are going to be people who respond to either level of service that you're marketing, period. That's true, right? Um, it's just that some of them are going to be more apt to ascend, which means that if you are not allowing them the opportunity to ascend, if you're not asking for money, more money past the first sale, if you are in a wealthier, wealthy or middle high, income market, then you are leaving money on the table and you're not utilizing your marketplace uh, for the optimal outcome that that marketplace can provide, right? Now, the people who can get away with it better, believe it or not, are the ones who are in really broke markets. I love broke markets. Broke markets are the fastest to grow. They're the easiest um, to get in because most people don't even have a second level of service because they're afraid to do it. And so um, most people, because most models are just large group when they start with us, those ones tend to be more demographically dense, right? And so those ones get cheaper lead costs and they get more of them. But when they try and do semi-privates, right, they're not gonna get as big of a bite, but they also have a huge client base that they can pull from. So if they have 300 people on EFT, then getting 20 or 30 of them to pay 500 is only 10%. So it's actually really not that bad. Whereas maybe in a Huntington Beach type market, you're gonna get maybe 30% that are gonna be willing to upgrade to $500, $600 a month. Um, but you're gonna be pulling from maybe 180 or 200 EFTs. And so the numbers will kind of work out um, accordingly. But I hope that makes sense for everyone. Um, why, your why your market really shouldn't matter for you if your model is defined properly, um, the advantages of poor markets versus rich markets, and um, ultimately, if you're like on the fence either way, you need to market your business, you need to have an acquisition strategy, and if you're like, I'm not sure if this would, uh, you know, or like the gym launch way would work for me, it's kind of silly because there is no gym launch way. Like it's just profitable acquisition. Like we just market the best promotions that are out there and we just know that we're making money on the acquisition, which means that everything after that is lifetime value, is all profit, that's the point. Um, and so it just doesn't really matter. And if you want, you can lean on the bazillion testimonials. Go to idonthatemoney.com if you're like, man, I really need something to pump me up, do that. But um, it should make sense to you from a, uh, from a theoretical standpoint, you should understand that. Um, 
And yeah, hope that helped anyone uh, who is not sure or like, man, my market is X, Y, Z. It doesn't matter. It never matters. And um, the thing that really does matter is how good your people are. It's how good your service is. And everyone thinks that, oh, man, that might be the next video I make. Everyone thinks that they're good, but they're really not. Um, I think I am going to make that my next video. But <laughs> I hope this makes sense, guys. Uh, have an amazing Tuesday. And uh, Brian Stevens, I just appreciate you, brother. Thanks for always tagging. All right. Out. Oh.